Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. A hot air balloon straining at the stitching of its silk seams, a vase overflowing, a dam creaking under the pressure of a billion tons of water waiting to destroy downstream habitations, a spit take about to be taken, a piping bag too ambitiously stuffed with cream cheese frosting. You wake with a start. You're 40 and a half weeks pregnant and still pregnant, which is more pregnant than most people are at 40 and a half weeks, but it's okay. You know you're delivering one thing this week, and it's The Gargle! Welcome to The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Laura Davis. Hello. And James Nokise. Hello. Welcome to this uh, special extended edition of The Gargle. So extended. So, so unfortunately extended, uh, distended even. Before we uh, light the candles and get into the deep breathing session that is this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover this week of the magazine is the tweet that Elon Musk did that uh, a successful Neuralink implant has been put into a human person's head, um, which was reported in news by every outlet, despite the fact that it failed to be corroborated by Neuralink itself. So that's the state of the news in the world at the moment. Uh, Would you put a chip in your head? I put many chips in my head. Um, they were all had salt and vinegar. Um, I don't think I have space for the chip. There's a lot in here. What's it, I want to know what yeah. what what is what's it going to bump out a place? But also, like these, all these ambitious sort of tech projects always end up being degraded by the entitification of things. So I feel like what's going to happen is. They'll do a few successful brain in implants and then they'll start mm. selling a subscription service and it'll become the new blue check. And then, you, you know, they'll have mm. 10 people who are being filmed with a chip in their heads and you can vote on whether to make them punch themselves in the balls or not. Mm. Just... Or they'll just be a better chip 
in like that comes out six months later and you've got the equivalent of like an iPod Nano imprinted in your skull. <laughs> or you'll get serious brain surgery in order to get like Breaking Bad and then they'll just take it off yeah. the streaming service in your sleep one day. <laughs> The satirical cartoon this week is an online hustle culture influencer saying, I don't care how many spiders the average person swallows in their sleep every year. I bet I can do better. Maximise your spider swallowing potential. Top story this week is the news that the viral Stanley Cup phenomenon uh, may have feet of clay or rather feet of lead. Um, The news that... Apparently, they are harbouring lead in their bases, which I've got to say um, is worrying in a thing that you're meant to be drinking from. Uh, James Nokise, you're well hydrated. Can you unpack this story for us? Oh, I thought I was doing it because I've definitely drunken lead. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I was initially surprised to find out this was not a hockey-related uh, story um, because my knowledge of Stanley Cups uh, was the trophy that they have in the American hockey uh, sports situation. Um, but though these are the viral cups, the, uh, the I think they're meant to be camping cups originally. Is it, or is it one of those things where they've become, they were camping cups and then they've become sort of urbanized. Um, they're land, for the digital nomad. Digital, the Land Rover Yoga Mum cup. Um, and yeah, starts with campers, moves to Mormon mums who aren't allowed to drink coffee Um and then via water talk hits the teens and then goes viral. That's the mm. that's the pathway of the Stanley Cup to the mouths of the youth. And of they've today. well, they've they've sort of, it was it was all taking off and, and just like a, a very innocent drink out of these cool cups. And then it turns out I believe it's uh, to do with the vacuum uh, between the uh, inner and outer layer of the cup. Um, uh, they've discovered there's lead. Well, or potential for be led in some of the cups. So now all of these people may have been ingesting lead, which can cause a whole bunch of medical They've problems. They've been led to the lead. They've been led to the lead. And <laughs> I can, think they would be You can lead happy. a horse to water, but you can't make mm. them drink lead out of a Stanley Cup. Well, I, I think it would make them happy because this can only lead... The lead? I, yes, because <laughs> I this, think that is a side effect. This can only uh, uh, result in uh, more TikToks about what to do if you've accidentally drunk lead. Um, my cousin uh, tried this uh, after ingesting lead, and it regrew their hair. Um, you know, uh, uh, horses uh, we've actually found have more lead in their blood uh, than humans and that's why they run faster and a whole bunch of other content creation um, just waiting there to be unleashed unleaded content I feel like this is the natural uh, life cycle of a hype cycle in that everyone has now bought a Stanley cup and the nature of a reusable cup is that you're not really going to buy that many more of them, putting aside the people who buy hundreds of these things and collect them like they're Pokemons. But the point is, it's a reusable cup, so that's your cup for life or for 10 years or whatever. So what better to happen to the market than that now everyone has to throw out their Stanley Cups and find a new unleaded clean girl aesthetic. Um, so I feel like this is a, this is a wonderful news for, for the, the cup market. Would it be amazing as if it turned out that the leak um, had come from Stanley Cups 
uh, and then they launched some sort of campaign. We'll, we'll take back your old cups, and then and then they just resell those cups in a year or so. Going, we fixed the cups. Or like the amnesty on guns in Australia after the Port Arthur shootings, where they were like, "Yeah, you can just hand your guns in." Well, in many ways, Alice, this is the uh, the Port Arthur of uh, social media uh, cup uh, content. Um, yes, I think I think I think I think that's what they're calling it in uh, small states of the United States. I feel like the Stanley Cup is a slightly less lethal lead delivery mechanism than a gun. But. Well, I mean, that depends how many cups you own, uh, really. So some people have made major investments. They come in a rainbow of colors, Alice. You know, some have got blue, red, green, one for each day, uh, one for each yoga class, uh, and a couple for each child. It's so many cups. It's so many cups. It's so many. It's an upsetting number of cups. And I, for one, sort of eagerly await the next thing. I've never really <laughs> understood. <laughs> It's a real, real corporate Eucharist to drink from the leaded Stanley Cup. Yeah, I've never really understood this kind of social social content creation. Like I, I, like I said, I thought this was sports related. Initially, I was very excited. We never do sports uh, properly on, on the gargle. And then I was like, no, it's weird social media stuff again. And I've never really understood how the cup things take off. Like how one person just starts drinking from a Stanley Cup with some bullshit. And then people are like, I like that bullshit. Let's you'd, let's also drink from Stanley Cups. You'd have to ask the Pope, James. <laughs> That's true. I'm not Catholic. So it's... it's that and a Krispy Kreme donut is the Eucharist. And then you <laughs> join the church. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Chicken Soup for the Soul Trader homemade remedies for the existential angst of taking time off as a creative. Uh, That's my new book, uh, which will be written entirely while breastfeeding. Remember, nine out of ten cosmetic surgeons agree biological inevitability is shameful. If you don't stay beautiful forever, you're worthless, and cryogenic freezing really is the only way to stop the aging process. But maybe you don't have the budget. Try our Home Forever Young Self-Freezing Cryo Kit. Fully equipped with home guillotine, head jar and powdered formaldehyde solution, just add half a glass of water and you too can extend your possible life for eternity or at least give your children something horrible to keep on their mantelpiece forever. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Top story. AI George Carlin was a lie. Uh, lie spelt with an AI. Um, apparently, the George Carlin AI special that is being sued by the daughter of Char- uh, George Carlin um, has been revealed to be fake AI, which is to say somebody pretending to be AI, pretending to be George Carlin, their defence in court against the accusation that they used AI to replicate George Carlin's voice is that actually they did not. Uh, Laura Davis, you speak with the dead. Can you unpack this story for us? Um, I think, you know, as a, as a fan of George Carlin, um, I feel like it's fairly to say this is not what he would have wanted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the idea that they wrote it and passed it off as AI is, you know, it's, it's true cowardice. Uh, it is very funny. I think they have said that it is not AI because that is a uh, more serious um, copyright claim. Like, so they can be sued for more money if it was AI generated than if they wrote sort of uh, a pastiche on their own volition. So I don't really even believe that it wasn't generated by the AI. <laughs> um, I think the AI wrote it, but there's there's still, I think, probably a lot of prompts that they may have put in on, you know, certain issues that they would have liked material to be generated on. So, you know, different uh, political hotbeds <laughs> that they will wish to fabricate an opinion on and it really is it's 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 properly dystopian and it's really like it is fascinating and where I mean, it's where does it so stop? much work not to do the work i mean it's yeah. so incredibly much work to put out a special where you pretend that you did none of the work i don't understand the motivation and then lie and say that you did because the work was so bad <laughs> you had to take credit for it. A computer couldn't have written something this bad. That's exactly the argument that they are forced to make of themselves. I don't know. If I die, will you put all of my comedy into an AI machine and resurrect me from the dead? Only if you really wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. But I wouldn't be happy about I wouldn't be happy about it while I did it. I'd be really angry. With Laura, the chore itself would be the joke, not <laughs> not the end result. Oh yeah, you wouldn't get anything good. <laughs> well, it's impossible to it's impossible to replicate your unique voice uh, in the way that it's impossible, I think, to replicate anyone's. Right. The legal argument is that y- you should not. That you know, there's there's different ways of sort of uh, paying homage to somebody, but you know, fictionalising opinions long after they're dead on issues that they never encountered is maybe not not polite. I mean, have you met religious people? Because Yeah, just keep bringing more back. Which which other dead celebrities are we getting opinions? I want Rasputin's <laughs> opinion on the AI controversy, please. I think the most disappointing thing is that, you know, this is the, these are crimes by comedians. Uh, and as famous comedian crimes go over the past decade somehow still quite bad but it's carlin like be brave commit to the bit and show up in court saying 
that it, it's not AI, it's not you, it's actually George Carlin himself, because one night you got too stoned, and out of nowhere, this phone booth just uh, came out of the ground and outsteps George Carlin with <laughs> a couple of teenagers and electric guitars and told you what his next special would be. Like, if you're just going to be a burning going, bush involved. Yeah. That, oh, <laughs> George yeah. Carlin showing up as a Chuck time Chuck a Coleridge, the, get high on opium and say that it came to you in a dream. Like, at least mm. that. But what about not just the comedians that are dead, but the ones that are dead to us? Like, can we have a Louis C.K. special where he hasn't committed any sex offences? Can we run all the material prior to the sex offences through and see if we can sort of rewrite history? Is there like a forking off point that we could start to rewrite the timeline? Get more creative if you're going to do that. I mean, that. if there is a burning bush of stand-up comedy, that's probably Louis C.K. in the bush. They're all in the bush. <laughs> And that brings us to our reviews section, which this week, because it's a special extended edition, is is a themed section. Uh, with the theme of the stories this week is that there's some level of deception or rug pull involved. So I'm asking our guest editors to bring in the thing that they are most disappointed with. Um, your biggest disappointment, James Nokise, uh, what have you got? And you can rate it out of five stars if you like. Look, uh, my my biggest disappointment uh, so far this year is that I'm I'm in the UK and uh, there's been no snow, and and I'm quite <laughs> I'm quite north, and I've had storm after storm, and they do this slightly psychotic thing here, where they name heavy storms. You know how uh, in in the Pacific region we we name cyclones because they're proper storms, or you get hurricanes. In Britain, they just go, oh, that's a bad storm. Let's give it a name. And it just feels like it it just undercuts the threat of a major storm. Like if it's not a cyclone and it's not a hurricane, it's, it's just Thursday. You know, and it's, it's, it's British people walking around going, oh, it's Isha. Oh, it's Jocelyn. Now, if you have such like innocent sounding names in the Pacific, that's a category five. Like, you know. That's that's 200 mile per hour winds. And here it's like sleet. This is inflation at work. This is what happens. You start by naming your pets and you end by naming your sea monkeys. Uh, well, so if you go from naming big storms to naming just petty storms, it devalues the storm market entirely. I, I do think, Alice, that Brexit might be behind this because it just feels like everything is more disappointing in the UK um, since Brexit's happened, and that includes, I, I wanted a blizzard. You know, I, I want a reason. <laughs> I, when when they tell me the train is delayed for five hours and cancelled, uh, I I want to know it's because there's major earth-shattering weather going on, um, not a branch uh, on a track somewhere in Scotland. Like, and so yeah, I think that's. My major disappointment is is the weather. Not apocalyptic enough. Insufficiently apocalyptic out of five stars. Uh, Laura, what have you brought in for us? Hmm. Well, my mother always told me that I would never truly understand what disappointment was until after I'd had children. But uh, <laughs> this week, I did have a croissant that was so bad it made me question just 
just everything. Like I, I bought it on the walk to the park. I was like, you look, you're hungry and the croissants are not the cheapest, but you, you're hungry now and you deserve to eat. You can have a croissant. You like croissants. And then I had this croissant and I was like, this is, this croissant, you've done something wrong in your life to deserve this croissant. This <laughs> croissant is a reckoning for something that you did not see coming. This croissant is tough. It is rubbery. You cannot part the flakes of pastry with your teeth. You need a knife. You need to involve steel with this croissant. This croissant requires tools. This croissant requires a hardware shop. This croissant does not deserve to be eaten in a park. This croissant deserves to be eaten off a factory floor that you found it in a corner. And I don't know how it has come your way, but I regret every wrong that I have done to bring it upon myself. And that was my greatest disappointment was this particular very bad croissant it is good to have something that sort of crystallizes and actualizes the worst experience Mm. there Uh, are far worse things in the world but that croissant is definitely up there oh yeah and it's the level of expectation and it's the moment you know it's it's disappointment being such a subjective thing the same evil forces of man that created that croissant have created all the other things that are going on. It's at the root. We're talking on like a like a psychic plane here. That croissant it's a manifestation comes from of the, the heart same of darkness. realm of the blackness of man <laughs> and the depths to which we will sink. I just applaud the naturalization you've 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 gone through, Laura, that you've been living in the UK for six months and you're already the worst thing is the French. I think that's amazing adjustments <laughs> that you've made. I'm very proud of you and the way you're embracing British culture. The moment I get on the Eurostar, I'm willing to swap sides. <laughs> and that brings us to our Book Talk News. Book Talk News this week is uh, the news that influences Uh, including underage uh, influencers on TikTok, say that they were offered payment to create sexually suggestive videos in order to promote uh, a book, um, which is sort of worrying and depressing. Um, James Nokise, you're a reader. Can you unpack this story for us? Oh, man. Here's the thing. If you're writing a book and it's called Behind a Closed Door... And it's like, and it's listed as Fifty Shades meets David Fincher's The Game. That's your tagline. <laughs> if, you've, oh, no. if you've already in like summons this much creepiness to the artwork, don't do anything sexual towards underage influences. Don't even write the word sexual. Like, don't don't approach. You can't write that kind of book and then approach underage influence and say, hey, could you sex it up to, to, to make the, the book be controversial? I mean, look, they're getting media coverage. Um, I, I, and I don't know if it's going to be the same way. I don't think people are going to be leaping out to grab this thing from the air, um, airport shelves no. like they were 50 sure, Shades. Not when you can get just a good pedo book free in every hotel room you stay at. It's in the bedside drawer. Just open it up. This is the best-selling author, uh, J.D. Barker, who has claimed that he knew nothing about this campaign, that this was a an act by his PR agents without his um, consent, but that he takes full responsibility 
because he ought to have been paying attention to what his PR people would have been doing. (laughs) Don't take full responsibility. You can use the same AI technology as the Carlin um, specials, sort of the way that AI sort of magnifies uh, themes. If you can put, like, every book that is published should be run through sort of an extrapolation uh, of itself so that anything sort of grim in it is revealed. Like, it might not be that this book is super off-colour, but if you sort of, you know, times it by 1,000 monkeys on 1,000 typewriters, do you end up with a dystopian (laughs) pedophilic hellscape? In which case... Maybe we go back to the editor. Well, some of the suggestions that they made, uh, that these PR agents made for people to create racy content uh, regarding this book was to uh, pan a camera up their body uh, using only the book to cover up their naughty bits um, or that the camera should focus on the influencer and then flash to a taboo place where they claim to have had sex. Uh, the, the email with the PR agent suggestions continued that the creators are willing, uh, are happy, um, free to come up with something sexy on their own, uh, which is so creepy because again, some of the influencers to which this email was sent were underage, um, and even if you're not underage, don't 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 tell me to to Adam and Eve myself with a <laughs> with a creepo There's- book. There's also a small bit of racism that they snuck in, um, which is that they mentioned uh, the, the PR companies definitely in Central America. They want to make sure that's in all the correspondence. This is a Central American PR firm, even though getting underage girls to do rude stuff to promote your book is the most middle-aged white American man thing that you will ever read. It's also just not very fairly paid labor. Like if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be in that arena, at least unionize, you know, they, that you're doing a lot of unpaid promotional work. When they say, feel free to come up with something sexy on your own. You go, no, that is additional creative labor and you will be paying for it. There's also one, one small thing here as well, which people have pointed out, which is that um, the, the PR firm, Best of TikTok, uh, one of the founders is the author, which, again, <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> if you're going to come in and say, take for, I'm, I take full responsibility, but you're not taking full responsibility for the creepiness. You're taking full responsibility for hiring the firm that did the creepiness, but you're one of the people mm. That made the firm. I mean, apparently this firm is a separate firm. He's blaming a different firm for generating oh. this particular email. Have I misread that? Is it not the same firm? He started a book talk firm, which makes people think that he, he this may have been generated by him. But he said the email was not meant to go out without a substantial rewrite. And through a chain of errors, it was released into the wild early. Uh, but I don't know what level of substantial rewrite you're looking at here to have it not be creepy. Um but he, his statement is very beautiful. It, it says, I have nothing but the deepest respect for women. I'm a husband. I'm a father, which I feel is always the best uh, response to an accusation of sexism, which is, uh, I, I've got some women. I own a couple <laughs> myself. Yeah. I'm a husband. I'm a father. And if you like women in dungeons uh, <laughs> with a hint of psychological degradation, have I got the book for you? <laughs> like, check on his wife. 
And that brings us to our final story, which is the news that due to a proliferation of fake AI images of a nude Taylor Swift, uh, the microblogging platform X has uh, now banned searching for Taylor Swift on Twitter. Um, so there's much outrage in various directions, accusations that perhaps they've blocked the term because uh, she m- might prompt people to vote for the Democrats, accusations uh, that you just don't want to see these sexy images of AI Taylor Swift, um, including a number of people who found these images of AI Taylor Swift and are body shaming the AI-generated nude pictures of Taylor Swift. Uh, it's all a bit of a schmozzle. Uh, Laura Davis, um, you understand microblogging platforms. Can you unpack this story for us? I do not understand microblogging platforms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does this AI make me look fat is great. That's, that's a great addition <laughs> to this the dystopia. Um, in, in a similar vein, uh, slightly separate, uh, the MP in Australia who... Uh, just had their photo run in Channel 9 News and uh, they had revealed, like they'd edited her dress to be a midriff dress and they'd made her breast bigger and done some sort of filter on her face. And she, you know, quite reasonably complained and said this is not happening to male MPs. And Channel 9 has said it was an (laughs) AI error as well, that the robot, and it is, it is an AI quirk. You know, it is a function of it where it does, you know, it does extrapolate bias, so any existing bias is already there. Uh, I really think it's interesting to uh, to watch sort of big cultural giants like Taylor Swift come up against these very specific problems of modernity and watch the way that opinion can swing. Like, to have comments underneath of, like, this AI image is ugly. This AI image is not what I wanted to see. This is, you know, this this woman is ugly in real life and in AI. Like it's it's really well. It's also a, messy. It's a, it's an extension also of the imaginative play that I feel like uh, misogynists have always uh, participated in, which is I wouldn't f- that lady as though it were an option. And now, now it's taken the next step to, I wouldn't f*** what I imagine that lady might be. Yes. The thing that they're finding ugly is this extrapolation of their own hatred. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the tits are the mirror to their idea of tits. <laughs> like, they're just standing in an endless refraction of themselves. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of the show. I'm flipping through the ad section at the back of this magazine. Uh, Laura, have you got anything to plug? Um, I would like to plug uh, the edit, which is the show James and I are running at the stand in Edinburgh once a month. Uh, it's a political comedy night uh, with a, uh, trying to make a nice space for comedians to come down and try new political material that they might not be able to try at uh, your standard like stag and Hindu open mic. And uh, James, what have you got to plug? Uh, yeah, I've got a uh, new book. It's called um, Inside the Garage. It's a mixture <laughs> of uh, Taylor Swift AI-generated images uh, and David Finch's um, uh, <laughs> just more body horror work. Um, this is why I don't let you out of that room. 
<laughs> go go along and see the edit if you're in Edinburgh. I uh, hear it is expanding soon, but if you want to see some new political comedy uh, being worked out on stage by some of the best people, go go see that at the stand. It's all written by AI. It's all written by by AI. I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, blogs, as well as my weekly writers' meetings, which will continue through my maternity leave. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. You can join that for a dollar a month and get access to all sorts of exciting things, including my two most recent shows, Twist and Kronos, which are available also on Go Faster Stripe. If you don't want to join the Patreon, gofasterstripe.com, and you get both of those shows for £10. If you join the Patreon, you get them for free, or for however much you join the Patreon this is a bugle podcast and alice fraser production if you want to support the bugle family of shows please go to thebuglepodcast.com and click on the subscribe button it's a voluntary subscription for all of the incredible shows under the bugle umbrella you will be supporting this show you will also be supporting the original and the best so thebuglepodcast.com and click subscribe your executive producer is Chris Skinner. Your editor is Ped Hunter. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.